You're listening to Louisiana Insider, a superlative guide to a great state's destinations. Hosted by Errol Laborde, executive editor of Louisiana Life Magazine. It's not Louisiana song. It's my favorite melody. It's not Louisiana song. Hearing it echo through the cypress trees. We're talking today uh, about some of the best new things in Louisiana, which is always um, a fun topic. Louisiana Life Magazine has uh, an annual feature called uh, La Nouvelle Louisiane, which is about new things in the state over the past year. And they're not all one type of thing. It could be architecture or restaurants or people or or it could be anything. And so, yeah, it goes all over the place, but I think it's always a, a fun feature. With me is the managing editor of uh, Louisiana Life, Melanie Warner Spencer, who pretty much uh, uh, was the quarterback for this section. So, Melanie, <laughs> congrats. It's a great looking section. Thank you Thank very you. much. Thank so, you, Errol. Okay. And so, just in case anybody is suspicious, is this all on the up and up, or is this the kind of thing that people need to, need to pay to get into? It is absolutely on the up and up. It's not pay for play. Our editorial staff and our wonderful contributors all over the state help us scour the state to find these incredible places and people and things to do. And we narrow it down and it's really quite the painstaking process to bring this feature to you guys. But at the end of the day, it is a lot of fun and we learn a lot about what's going on in the state. And so it's not the kind of thing you need to buy an ad to get into, right? It's just- No, of course, I will never discourage anyone from buying an ad if they want to, but you don't have to buy an ad to be in Louisiana Life or in our La Nouvelle Louisiana feature each year. Okay, so this is in the uh, September, October issue of the magazine. Uh, and if you have the feature starts on page uh, 34, I believe. Okay, so of the categories, uh, let's talk about, okay, one of the first categories is best new restaurants, which is a, a highly competitive uh, uh, category. And so to go in the sending order, um, the two runner-ups, one of them is something called the Delta Biscuit Company. And um, that's in Monroe. Yes, and we heard so much about the Delta Biscuit Company. This is a family-owned business, and even after we had already chosen this and went to press on it, I heard from other people who are familiar with it telling me, oh, if you ever get up that way, you have to go to Delta Biscuit Company. They have all-day lunch and breakfast, Tuesday through Sunday, Apparently, the mess of biscuits is the menu item that everybody has to get. It's served with whipped cane butter. And I have to say, I'm, of course, 100% biased when it comes to biscuits. I absolutely cannot pass up a biscuit. No matter how full I am, I will eat a biscuit. So this one was close to my heart. Yeah, a good biscuit is really something to, to really appreciate. And I don't know. How many places make really good biscuits? But but yeah, it could be uh, something really special. Um, another thing I'm partial to is cornbread. Like if there's a restaurant that has 
um, cornbread when it's done right. Right. So also on the list of the best new restaurants um, is a place in Baton Rouge called the Supper Club. The Supper Club really intrigued us because it's something really new for not just Baton Rouge, but the state. And it's what they're calling a modern dining parlor. It's on Baton Rouge's Perkins Road, and it's very posh, decadent menu items that are prepared with the top of the line ingredients. People can expect things like caviar, Alaskan king crab. Really, again, the the atmosphere that they're cultivating there is so gorgeous. Who wouldn't want to be a part of that and have a nice meal in such a lovely setting? Okay, so this is on Perkins Road in uh, uh, in Baton Rouge. So number one in this category, the winner place in New Orleans called St. John. St. John is the new or newest restaurant by Chef Eric Cook. And a lot of our readers will know him from some profiles we've done over the years for his restaurant, Grigri. And Chef Cook has been on the restaurant scene for decades. He has worked at some of the storied restaurants in New Orleans. He is a Marine. He is a man who gets out there and hunts and fishes, you know, a real man's man and a, a real, I think, testament to the best of Louisiana in terms of how he represents the state. He's been on Gordon Ramsay's show and, you know, gets a lot of really positive attention for Louisiana in a way that I think we want to be seen, you know, and of course, it's all about the food. So it always comes back to this delicious hot Creole cuisine, as he calls it. So does he still have Grigri? He does still have Grigri. Uh, my husband and I go there way too often. Um, it's it's an incredible restaurant. And St. John is following in its footsteps. And then he also has another restaurant that he's hoping to open in a hotel in the Marigny in New Orleans. I think it's Marigny or it could be Bywater. So please forgive me if I'm incorrect, but it's in a new hotel that's coming to town. I'm curious why he called the French Quarter restaurant St. John. Now, that is a great question. And I unfortunately do not have the answer for uh -huh. you. I'm just saying, like, like there's a lot of streets in the quarter named after saints, but none of them St. John. You know, like, Saint and Anne. this one, this restaurant is on Decatur. So I guess next up, we need to investigate why a restaurant on Decatur has the name of St. John. Certainly a question to ponder. All right. Now, <laughs> okay. So overall, the best new chef. The best new chef, again, a really tough category. And we have so many people that we could slip into this particular category. The reason Chef Manish Patel, again, in New Orleans, not that there aren't folks all over the state doing great things, but the reason we picked Chef Manish Patel is that he opened his first restaurant, Tava Indian Street Food, earlier this year in the spring. And he has been around for a while, however. He used to have pop-ups and then every chef's dream, I suppose, he now has a brick and mortar. And we really enjoyed watching his trajectory and the incredible momentum that he has gained out there hustling and slinging this wonderful Indian street food. Okay. And one, uh, like I said, the, the categories go all over the place. And so it's not, 
you know, we've talked about food, but it's not just food, all kinds of different things, uh, including acknowledging a place for TV coverage. And this is a, uh, an architect, uh, Trey Trahan, and they, uh, a program about architecture on the Smithsonian Channel did a feature about a building that he was part of designing. Can you talk about that? Absolutely. Trey Trahan is an incredibly talented New Orleans-based designer or architect, and he has buildings all over Louisiana and really all over the world. His work is exceptionally thoughtful and based very much in the, um, the philosophies of Zen philosophy, if you can imagine. And so his spaces tend to be very um, airy and they are geared toward making people feel calm and comfortable. And the building that we are focusing on or that they focused on and how they how did they build that is the Louisiana State Museum and Sports Hall of Fame. And I know you interviewed him for the podcast, so I'm sure you can probably shed some light on why this building is so incredible, but the readers should still watch the episode on the Smithsonian Channel because it's pretty incredible. Yeah, well, there's been an effort for a long time to have a Louisiana Sports Hall of Fame, and that's primarily what it is, primarily the Sports Hall of Fame. It's located in Natchitoches. Uh, it started on the Natchitoches uh, campus, but they made such a big deal out of this building with the architecture that it's going to be, uh, it's kind of done, but there's still more things to be done to it. It's going to be in downtown Natchitoches. And from the way he describes it, when it's all done, it's going to be very, very visual, especially with sports activities and, and those kind of things. And you're right to describe his thoughts. I mean, he is very zen, very, very thoughtful. You know, a common method in a lot of Louisiana architecture is a uh, called bocage, which is that mud kind of substance. They wanted to sort of like recognize bocage and have the, the feeling of it, but they, but you can't really be making a building out of mud. And so they had to feel it out, you know, how to create their own version of bocage support of it. But it, I mean, it's that kind of thought that goes into it. But it's going to be a nationally recognized building. It's going to be a, a, a very important building. But the other part of it, the thing about the Louisiana State Museum, is that part of the building uh, also, uh, concentrates on rural central Louisiana. And of course, there was a big slave culture there too. And so it talks about that area. And so in one stop, you can get the, uh, the Sports Hall of Fame. And I suspect a lot of people are gonna be drawn to that uh, rural central Louisiana. Okay, well, we have a lot more categories to talk about. Uh, we also want to have a few songs along the way. Then we have some song snippets. Kelly, what's first? First up is Doug Kershaw, Louisiana Man. Okay, we've played this before in our podcast, but I think it's really good. I mean, Doug Kershaw, I mean, if you're talking about top, I mean, he's not new Louisiana, but he certainly is an ultimate Louisianian with his performance and, of course, his, uh, his performance on the fiddle. But one of his biggest hits was Louisiana Man. Man, so let's just listen to a little of it. Well, it burnt mom and papa, called her little boy Ned. Raised him on the banks of the riverbed. A houseboat tied to a big tall tree. A home for my papa and my mama and me. The clock strikes three and papa jumps to his feet. Already mama's cooking papa something to eat. Half past papa, he's ready to go. He 
That part right there about the guy that make a living, he's a Louisiana man. And he was raised in the uh, in the bayou. In fact, I think I heard him interview one time. He was raised on a on a houseboat. And so when he's talking about dropping the line for the fish, he knows what he's uh, talking about. All right. So another category that you had, uh, I know this is a category that's close to your heart, is <laughs> breweries, is, is uh, the new breweries. Uh, so the runner-up. Uh, would be the seventh tap brewing project. Yes. So this actually is in Shreveport, seventh tap brewing. And Shreveport is home to a lot of really great breweries and they just keep it coming. I mean, you know, people who are beer, craft beer aficionados, they know that the competition is stiff up, up in Shreveport. So we were thrilled to see that there was a new one coming there. And, you know, every year, everyone in that scene wonders, are we at peak saturation in the Louisiana market? And yet we still see more breweries opening all over the state. So that question remains to be seen. You know, we might top out at some point, but so far, so good. You'd think at some point it would be. I mean, because there did seem to be an, an oversaturation. And I think there were problems during the COVID days where a lot of the uh, beer kegs were untapped during that period of time. Uh, but yeah, if they can make a comeback, I mean, they certainly are a good uh, addition, especially in, uh, in, uh, in urban areas. And who would thought about Shreveport as being you know, this big beer drinking place? Right? It's a little but, bit of a hotbed. Um, meal, brewery, and tap, uh, and tap room. Um, so Mile is in New Orleans, and they not only have craft beer that they make on site and hard seltzer, but they also do nitro coffee, slushies, and non-alcoholic drinks, which is becoming more popular as well. So we're seeing quite a few breweries around the state that are tapping into, no pun intended, that non-alcoholic market so that people who love beer can go to these breweries with people who may not drink beer, but who do enjoy the brewery atmosphere. So we really love Mile Brewery. It has been around for a few years, but they definitely always have something new that they're bringing to the table and they have a great outdoor area as a lot of breweries do. So that's one to keep an eye on for sure. Okay, so it's Mile, M-I-E-L, uh, um, and it's pronounced uh, Mile, and it's uh, 406 6th Street in New Orleans. Now, the big one, for the best new brewery, something called Utility Brewing Company. Utility Brewing Company is in downtown Ruston, which once again, everyone's probably wondering, well, you know, what are they doing up in Ruston? And the answer to that is they are making beer. This is not the only... A brewery in the area, but it is the newest, the best. They really have everything that craft beer lovers and brewery lovers enjoy. They have, um, you know, obviously their rotating menu of craft brews, but they also have wood-fired pizza and a really great 
physical atmosphere, very well designed, um, and they do wine and cocktails as well. And it's in the college town, you know, with Louisiana Tech there. Um, and so we're better with a, with a college uh, a college town. No um, doubt. Right. So there's one, uh, among the early craft breweries, I, I, I know you've you followed this, you know, that might have been around too long for this list, but do you have a favorite um, that, that you, you recall? Oh, wow. That is such a hard question because a few years ago, I shot a cover feature that um, we ran in Louisiana Life, and we literally traveled around to every brewery that at the time was open. And I will say at the time, my favorite was by Parrish uh, Brewing that's right outside of Lafayette. And I really love a lot of their beers, and they were kind of my favorite. But I would say at this point, um, I might, if, if I had to, if you forced me, I might pick Urban South Brewing in New Orleans. I really love what they're doing. And they just seem to have such fun branding. And I'm a sucker for good branding. Their cans and designs are so fun. And, um, you know, they're making great, really just sort of off the wall beers. So if you get bored easily, definitely check them out. Because they yeah, have something different. They're doing a lot of variety with what they, they do. do. Okay, well, with them. All right. So that would be the, the the breweries. There's one thing. It's not. I guess it's more of a special recognition, and it's called best comeback. Where could that be? Well, this is the first year we've done a best comeback, but we felt we just could not do this without acknowledging how far Lake Charles has come with its storm recovery, with their ongoing recovery from hurricanes Laura and Delta in 2020. The recovery is obviously still underway and they've you know, been chucking right along, but they've made major strides and it's impressive. You know, Obviously they've had some federal disaster funding, but it's a tribute to the people of Lake Charles that they keep their heart and they keep trying to get back to where they were. Yeah, they were really hit hard by that, uh, by the hurricane. And part of the problem they had, it's not that they didn't want to recover. They had a, uh, the recovery funding was very slow in coming. So that took a while. But only in the last years it started to flow. And so things might move uh, a little bit better. But I think we're, we're all pulling for them. All right. So, okay, this is the fun category. Best renewals. These are buildings that have, that have been around and something happened. Um, that a renewal project came, uh, and I, I love the contrast between your uh, your winner and one of your runner ups. But we'll get to that, okay? Uh, but among the runner ups, okay, one of them is Highland Park Wet Wetland Trails, and that's in West Monroe. It is, and we were impressed because they created new walking and biking trails all around the former Trenton Street Golf Course. The trails opened in February, and while it only spans 1.25 miles, the project links or is part of a plan to link trails from Creole Park, I believe I'm saying that right, to downtown. So we love the idea that they are connecting to their downtown. They're making it even easier for residents and visitors there to keep fit and make those connections between downtown and some of their outer areas. 
Yeah, it sounds like a lot of creative thinking there. All right. So here's what I was referring to, the, uh, this runner-up and this winner, okay? So a runner-up is St. Stephen's Basilica. Yes. So St. Stephen's in New Orleans on Napoleon Avenue is one of the gorgeous Catholic churches in the city, and it went underwent a restoration over the past few years. Well, it was named a minor basilica, which distinguishes it for ceremonial purposes. And so that's kind of the primary difference in terms of comparing it to a church that is not a basilica. And that happened this past summer, making it only the third basilica in Louisiana. The, the other two being? I uh, believe there's one in Lafayette, and then, of course, the cathedral in downtown St. Louis Cathedral. Yeah, the St. Louis Cathedral, yeah. Um, I'm a little vague, too, on the other one, too. It, it, it could be the one in the... In St. Martinville, maybe. Or Natchitoches. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. I apologize. I sh we should know the answer to this. Well, I shouldn't. Okay. Uh, but anyway, they have two basilicas, much less three, is, uh, um, is an honor. So, okay. And so the, it's really like a church, usually a very ornate church, an historic church that got special recognition by the, uh, by the Vatican. So St. Stephen Basilica is a runner-up. First place is... La Verge Casino Resort in Lake Charles. So obviously <laughs> we um, might seem a little erratic in this category, but it's a little bit of everything. And it has undergone a lot of property updates. If you've been to that particular location of La Verge, you probably know that it was already pretty impressive. And they've added a Drago's uh, as one of the main dining options. And there also is now a new Barstool Sportsbook, which is a new sports lounge that coincides with the legislation of sports betting in Louisiana. And they have a menu in the sportsbook by their much heralded chef, Lyle Broussard, whom we've written about in the past. And they're offering all, all of the great pub food we've all come to love, such as wings and burgers and pizzas. Yeah. Oh, La Beige, if you look at the whole story of casinos, waterfront casinos, Louisiana, it's a very important part of the story. Uh, it was the first of that kind of concept of the, of the hotel type, of the elegant hotel type. And, um, and since then, another um, La Beige opened in, uh, uh, in, in Baton Rouge. But I was surprised about Drago's opening uh, in there. Um, uh, Drago's is a well-established restaurant in the uh, in New Orleans, but I didn't realize that they'd gone there too. And to date, they have focused on their own creative concepts. So this is also a, a different direction for them because it's not one of their homegrown restaurant concepts. And you know, for people that have philosophical arguments about casinos, you know, I've always said that casinos are the most righteous when they suck money from Texas, okay? <laughs> uh, and if you parking lot, outside of La Beige and look at the license plates. So it's that, all Texas. All that Texas money, so. So much Texas money coming there. But the, but the other important thing is that this has gotta be important to Lake Charles revival, uh, you know, which is needed. Absolutely, and I will say, I've been to both of the La Beige properties and I really don't gamble. It's just not my thing. I prefer 
spending my money on a sure thing like shopping, but the properties do have a lot to offer, even if you're not a gambler. Yeah, I mean, they're fun places. Hey, look, you can go to Drago's, you know. I mean, right, right there, is, uh, um, it's worth the price. You can check out Lake Charles while you're there, too. All right. Best new attractions. Your runners-up. The Thirsty Farmer. The Thirsty Farmer is a winery and vineyard in Calhoun that opened up this past summer. It's by a husband and wife team, Michael and Savannah Ray. So it's a family-owned winery, and they focus on fruit-forward wines, bold reds, and hard ciders. And while Louisiana historically has definitely not been known for its wine, we seem to be turning over a new grape leaf. I apologize for the bad pun. Um, and we do have a couple of different wineries that are coming on the scene, and they're doing what our neighbors in Texas have done so well for so long, which is they're using blends. So they will grow some of their grapes here and then they'll blend with grapes from other regions throughout the United States, such as California. And the result is really much better than if they just use what they can grow here in Louisiana. Yeah, I think ultimately that's a secret for Louisiana wineries and that is bringing in California grapes. Um, and um, Calling it blends is the way for it, but 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 you can still put your expertise behind it. You can still absolutely put your creativity and design your labels and do what you want to. But but uh, it's just the nature of things that you're gonna have to rely a little bit on those California grapes. Okay. Oh, uh, by the way, Calhoun is in Washita Parish. That would be in the area around Monroe. All right. Um, View New Orleans. V U E New Orleans. This is a really interesting concept, very new to the state. You know, there's not really anything like it elsewhere. It's located on the 34th floor of the newly opened Four Seasons Hotel, New Orleans. And it's an observation deck and cultural exhibit that offers panoramic views of the Mississippi River and the entire city, everything you can see from that observation deck, which is pretty vast. They have, um, you know, drinks. You can go up there and have a drink. You can go just see the museum or, you know, cultural exhibit. And I know that our producer, Kelly, has actually visited there. Um, and she really enjoyed it and said it's absolutely worth a visit. Kelly, is that true? That is definitely true. Yes. Um, it was a very, very moving experience, I think, because... Um, those in charge really put time and energy into making sure that the essence and I think real, you know, core of New Orleans was shown visually throughout the entire experience. So I might have shed a tear or two um, because it was very, very moving. Um, and it really showcased the artists and the region that, you know, and the people that make New Orleans what it is. Truly. And that building uh, used to be the World Trade Center, uh, which is a great building and it's a great location. It's one of the best locations in the state. I mean, right on the river at the end of Canal Street. So it's a, it's a good place to be. And uh, in another era, they had like the you know, Plimsoll Club, which was more of like a, an exclusive dining club there. But it's, it seemed like a good, a good public view for it. Okay, so another runner up for Best New Attractions is Viking Mississippi. 
the Viking River Cruises were unveiled. And if anyone has ever watched PBS, which is one of our partners, um, you know, we see these gorgeous ships on these river cruises in Europe. And now we have them on the Mississippi River here starting in New Orleans. And they're doing trips between New Orleans and St. Paul, Minnesota. So obviously you are getting to see a lot between the two places and they can host 386 guests in 193 all outside staterooms. So obviously we're talking some pretty elegant travel at the Viking River Cruises. Yeah, um, those river cruises are a big thing in the, uh, in Europe. And, uh, you know, they're a good way to see. I mean, you know, you're in the middle of the country and, you, you know, you're not out in the ocean. But I think they're really important on the Mississippi because some of the, uh, the plantations are hurting. And so by having these kind of cruises coming up and down with stops there, uh, I think it may help to save some of those. So the best new attraction, Zipnola. Zipnola. This is for our adrenaline junkies out there. And Zipnola is in Laplace. It features five zip lines, two sky bridges, a 2,000 square foot elevated spectator deck, and a spiral tree staircase built around the trunk of an old growth cypress tree. It covers half a mile through the swamp and really affords people who are zipping a view of alligators and turtles and snakes and other wildlife and scenery that they're really not going to get anywhere else. I had some friends who went on it this past weekend and uh, they were really excited about it. You know, it's not something everybody wants to do. And I'm one of those. Okay. But, <laughs> but, but from hearing them talk about it, I feel more encouraged in doing it. You know, and so they said it's great. My husband and I went ziplining in Asheville over the summer, and I never would have thought that it was something I would enjoy. But now that I've done it, I definitely want to try out the one here. Only thing is climbing all those uh, all those steps to to get to them. So, if you're afraid of heights, which I am a little bit situationally, it can be sort of nerve wracking. But if you're not shut down by your fear of heights, it can be a fun adventure. Well, even if you're afraid of heights, you're not at that height very long because you're zipping. <laughs> um, very true. Okay. Um, let's go back to another musical selection from the uh, Louisiana Life Man. What you got, Kelly? Mel McDaniel, Louisiana Saturday Night. Okay. Classic. Louisiana Saturday Night, Mel McDaniel. Well, you get down the fiddle and you get down the bow. Kick off your shoes and you throw them on the floor. Dance in the kitchen till the morning light. Louisiana Saturday night. Waiting in the front yard, sitting on a log. A single shot rifle and a one-eyed dog. Yonder come our kinfolk in the moonlight. Louisiana Saturday night. Well, you get down the fiddle and you get down the bow. Kick off your shoes and you throw them in the floor. Dance in the kitchen till the morning light Louisiana Saturday night My brother Bill and my other brother Jack Belly full of beer and a possum in a sack 
15 kids in the front porch light, Louisiana Saturday night. That's a great song, and they have that uh, fiddle uh, interlude. Um, oh, you need to mention, Mill McDaniel could have been a big star, but he, he died young. Uh, uh, first of all, he had an accident on stage one night in Lafayette where he kind of fell from the stage. So it took him time to recover. Then later he had a, a disease. But his music was great. And he was a big, I think it was uh, from uh, Oklahoma, but really appreciated Louisiana and really captured the Louisiana sound. All right, moving on um, with, uh, with Melanie, the managing editor of uh, Louisiana Life magazine. Um, the best new hotel our hotels are always a really fun category because obviously we encourage people to travel the state and stay in all of our fabulous cities and small towns and one can't do that without a great hotel or some other place to lay your head so we enjoy looking at what the the state has to offer and what's new in different cities this year it was overwhelmingly New Orleans. New Orleans had so many new boutique hotels open up this past year. Um, and we already talked a little bit about the Four Seasons Hotel. And this one made our runner up for best new hotel, in addition to being mentioned in our other category earlier. The reason is that it's just pretty spectacular. It features the swanky chandelier bar, which if you walk into this room and you see it, you're kind of agog at the beautiful, probably biggest chandelier you may have ever seen. It has a resort style pool, two signature restaurants from top rated local chefs, including Chef Alan Shaya and from Chef Donald Link. And those are Miss River from Shaya and Chemin a la Mer from Chef Donald Link. There's also a spa. And as you had mentioned, Errol, it's in a building that has some significance here in New Orleans as well. Yeah, it's an important addition, all right. But the, the winner, number one is? The winner is the Virgin Hotels New Orleans. And I'm sure anyone who's familiar with the Virgin brand is going to expect the style and panache that you get at this hotel. It features the pool club, which is a rooftop pool and bar, the Commons Club, which is a restaurant and bar with a menu from Chef Alex Harrell. And they have a coffee shop. And it's just an incredible place in terms of design, really. If you're a design aficionado, there's no way you wouldn't appreciate this particular hotel. Right. Yeah, there are some incredible hotels going up in, in New Orleans and some of the boutiques. I was at the... Um... The converted train station, uh, which is now used as a tour bus terminal um, on, on Basin Street, and they have an exhibit of railroads. I was there yesterday, and I didn't know they built a boutique hotel within that building. On one floor, they got something called the Brakeman, which is a boutique hotel. And they tell me it's really a beautiful uh, hotel, but but there you are on the outside is something else, and it's it, it's uh, an own hotel. Okay, one of our little Asides that we do here is something called this and that, uh, where you're asked by Kelly to, to give us your choice of your your favorite in various categories. So Kelly, take it away. Okay, Melanie, you've done this once or twice before, so you know. Yes. 
I'm always afraid I'm going to get in trouble for picking favorites too. Okay, well, I did do a couple where you might get in trouble. So. Okay, great. <laughs> well, the first one though should be easy to answer because I think everyone has their own preference, but in your gumbo, do you like seafood in your gumbo or like poultry, chicken, sausage, gumbo, like all of that? I am a chicken and sausage girl all the way or chicken or sausage. I definitely prefer those over the seafood gumbos. I also love duck. So if anybody is serving up duck gumbo, I'm probably going to order it. Um, so yeah, that's a pretty easy one for me to answer. It, I'll eat seafood gumbo, but it's not what I would prefer. Hmm. I agree with you. And over the weekend, I made a... Uh... A gumbo for the first time in a long time and there was no question it's gonna be a chicken and sausage gumbo so that's good you know the other good thing is that sausage is pre-cooked so if things don't work out well at least you got the sausage okay but anyway uh it, it, it all worked out well so okay my next one is king cake or beignets oh i would have to pick beignets for two reasons one i don't have any restrictions on what time of year I can eat those. And um, two, I just, I know it's the ba same basic principle. It's, you know, pastry with sugar, but there's something about the confectioner's sugar that I prefer. I'll go along with that. Right. I, yeah, I would say so. I think they both have their own, you can make, have a variety of different flavors, which I like. True. Um, okay. The next one is Fats Domino or Jerry Lee Lewis. Oh, you know, that's really hard to pick. And if, if I were my mother's daughter, I would say Fats Domino, but I favor my dad in almost every way. And he was a Jerry, he is a Jerry Lee Lewis guy. So I'm going to have to go with Jerry Lee. There's really no, I mean, any normal. It's hard to compare. Yeah, there's there's no real. When it comes to Louisiana, I think all of our all of our. Yeah, I think well, we Fats just. Domino, I think Fats Domino had a lot more songs than Jerry Lee Lewis did. I would say so. Yeah. A, 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 a big repertoire, but Jerry Lee Lewis was certainly fun to watch and to listen to. He is, and I think you know that was being played around the house a little bit more than Fats though it'd probably be a close second when I was growing up. Okay. The next one is North Louisiana or South Louisiana. Just kidding. You don't have to. Oh, yeah. You can't do that to the managing editor of the state magazine. <laughs> okay. The last one is though, you can only eat one for the rest of eternity out of oysters, crawfish, shrimp, or crab. Oh, crab. I really love crab a lot. Like it's, it's probably a problem. I would eat way more than any human naturally should eat when it's put in front of me. I love all the other stuff, but it's, it's crab for me. Well, that's a good answer, but, but the way the question is framed, if it was like one for eternity, which one? I think I go with shrimp because shrimp is just so versatile. There's I, so, I think so too. Yeah, there's so many different yeah. ways that you can prepare. And it's easier too, I think. Crab though, 
there's a good argument that crab is also versatile because I can go to a New Orleans style restaurant and get crab, but I can also go to like a Japanese type of restaurant and get different crab. Good point. I mean, honestly, any of those choices. A good Japanese restaurant has real crab, <laughs> not imitation. <laughs> and you can't go wrong with any of those if that's what you have to eat the rest of your life. <laughs> very true. Very, very true. Okay, we have a couple more left uh, uh, from our list, and then we can leave Melanie alone. Uh, <laughs> we have one category, best sports space. Um, and there's a runner-up, okay. Um, mountain bike trails in Caroli Park. Yes. Um, actually, I think we're, yeah, sorry. This is best new outdoor space. I got completely lost. Um, so these new mountain bike trails, which we kind of talked to or talked about earlier, that other trail links to it. And this is three miles through dense trees, which if you're mountain biking or walking in Louisiana, you appreciate dense tree cover in the hot months, especially. And they're adding more trails in the future. So this particular park is just growing and expanding and has everything from playgrounds to a conservatory, a dog park, tennis courts, and a lot of other really fun stuff for um, you know pretty much anybody of any age. Okay. And this is in West Monroe. So, okay. Um, and the best outdoor space, Moncas Park in Lafayette? That's our winner. And Moncas Park has been underway for years. This project is comprehensive. It's a 100 acre green space. It has an amphitheater, a dog park, a weekly farmer's market, Lots of public events, including fitness and sign language classes, just to name a couple. And it's really pretty impressive. I mean, that's a lot of acreage. And they have also some, some horseback riding and just a little bit of everything. And it's just gorgeous. All right. Okay, we're down to our, our last three categories here, starting off with best new event. Best new event. So that one was easy for us because we thought it was just such a stellar, very entertaining, but also, you know, had a, a great, a great point behind it or purpose. This is the Monroe's Red, White, and Blue Air Show. This is the largest air show to be held in the area in 30 years. And it's a salute to the military heroes. They held their inaugural event in June, and it included an Air Force demo, Team F-16 Viper, the Golden Knights, the Aeroshell team, the Jelly Belly team, Kevin Coleman, Charlotte's Chariot, and lots more. And it really just is such a blowout. And any child of any age, grownups, you know, if they enjoy any kind of things having to do with airplanes and fire pilots and just anything in that realm, that is something to behold. You know, several of your winners have been in the Monroe area. Monroe must be going to be a really happening area now. There's a lot going on in Monroe. Who knew? And don't let anybody tell you to the contrary. All right. Exactly. Best categories. Best new bar. 
runners up, The Hideaway on Lee. The Hideaway on Lee is in Lafayette, and this was a, a converted home. And the interior will remind visitors of old hotel bars, and it has seasonal cocktails and a very uh, thoughtful cocktail program. Um, not just classics like a Manhattan or a Negroni, but they're getting really innovative over there. And the food, while it leans heavily on burgers, they also have just a lot of really fun menu items. So that's one of those that you really feel like a local when you go to Hideaway on Lee. Right. And the other runner up is the main lobby. The main lobby is one, and again, a, a bit of a really fun surprise in downtown Baton Rouge. This is a Black-owned bar, and it features a cozy lounge with brightly colored velvet seating, really vibrant and eclectic art. And my favorite part was that they have a stellar rooftop view of the state capitol. So you can get bar bites and cocktails and mocktails and really enjoy the view, which is not something that there's a lot of, you know, there aren't a lot of rooftop bars. We've actually done some articles about that in Louisiana Life, and there are only a handful of rooftop bars around the state, but that's growing, and we'd love to see more, especially in Baton Rouge, where they have those great views of the capital. And the winner in the best bar category, but this is a tough category to be in, because a lot of competition there. And who would have thought that the winner would be in Lake Charles, but the Panorama Music House. Yes, and, and obviously it is challenging to pick a favorite bar throughout Louisiana because Louisianians really love their drinks and they love their watering holes. We loved Panorama, Panorama Music House because after Hurricane Laura damaged the roof, they not only made their comeback, but they also really leveled up. They created a, another rooftop bar. So we have another one in the state. And it's just a hopping spot for live music, beer, brunch. They have a music store on the first floor, which is called the Panorama Music Exchange, which of course sets it apart from other music or bar venues and locations. And um, they have vintage vinyl posters, instruments. It's just a, a real, hot spot for music lovers and congratulations to all these people investing in lake charles too you know after what it's been through because it, it certainly needs it so okay our last category most notable people most right um so i guess these would be your your runners up uh derek stingley Yes, Derek Stingley Jr. is a cornerback who attended the Dunham School in Baton Rouge. He was a first round draft pick, selected number three overall in the 2022 NFL draft by the Houston Texans. So he played college football at LSU and he joins defensive and Tyson Jackson as the highest picked defender in LSU history. So this guy, he has a future ahead of him, even though Unfortunately, we had to lose him. They they took him out of Louisiana, but but we won't hold that against him. Well, it's too bad he wasn't in that uh, Florida State game. You know, could have used any extra help. Okay. Also, the runners up among uh, speaking of the uh, football, uh, newly notables is Dennis Allen. 
Dennis Allen is the new New Orleans Saint head coach. And obviously that's a big deal after Sean Payton was, you know, the head coach for so long and had such success with the Saints. And so we see Allen, who spent previous seasons as defensive coordinator. He's a known entity. He was also the head coach for the Oakland Raiders from 2012 to 2014. And needless to say, I think all Saints fans are really banking for another Super Bowl win. Absolutely. Okay. And finally, under the newly notable categories, number one, the winner, newly notable people. Musician John Batiste, who grew up in Kenner. And while a lot of musicians in Louisiana have Grammys, and it is such a musical state, as evidenced by the fact that we obviously include music in the podcast here, John Batiste has just wowed everyone. He um, won five Grammy Awards, including album, album of the Year for We Are, his best music video for the really wonderful song Freedom, and best score soundtrack for visual media for Soul. He has the best American Roots song and best American Roots performer. He has 11 nominations, which is the most for any artist during that 64th annual Grammy Awards. And obviously he represents Louisiana in a way both on television, you know, at his concerts and really just everything he does. He he really exhibits, I think, the best of what Louisiana is about. Yeah. Well, it's a very impressive list. I have one more question for you. Before we do that, Kelly, let's go to our, our third song. Okay, it's Garth Brooks, Colin Baton Rouge. I just want to say something about this particular cut. This was uh, Barth Brooks, Garth Brooks performed in Baton Rouge in May, Target Stadium seats 102,000 people. I think there's all 104,000 tickets. They've had um, uh, uh, seats on the field as well. And of course, this big song is called Baton Rouge, especially in Baton Rouge. I mean, especially at, uh, at LSU games. And when he performed this song at that concert, some LSU professors had the seismic equipment that measures um, uh, uh, earthquakes, and they said that the roar was equivalent to a number one level earthquake from Garth Brooks performing that song. So what you're going to hear is just a little bit. It's not really clear as far as the worth because it's taken from a drone above Tiger Stadium. But I just want you to hear the crowd, the crowd reaction, and the crowd kind of singing along with it. Again, the lyrics want to be real clear. And he starts off by teasing the crowd a little bit about, but what do you want to hear now? What do you want to hear? And then he gets into it. So this is the from the performance at Tiger Stadium with Garth Brooks. I have to ask you, Matt Rouge, is it time?
fiddle is just crazy. Um, it's a great song. If you've uh, listened, you've never heard it. Uh, Google it or something. It's worth listening to. It just the 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 the, uh, the fiddling loo. The, the the message of the song is that he'd been in Baton Rouge the night before and he's missing his girl in Baton Rouge. So it's a a boy missing girl song. But certainly the musicianship uh, is really just um, just great. The um, Jim Brown, who's been on this uh, podcast several times, former Secretary of State, did a column a few weeks ago talking about 40 years ago when he was a young politician. He used to stop at this uh, um, this kind of restaurant bar uh, near, I think, Jackson, Louisiana. And one night he went there and there was this young country singer performing. And it was one of these bars where you had like a chicken wire to protect the... Uh, uh, the performer from people throwing bottles. It was Garth Brooks. It was a, a young man. He was just performing uh, alone with his guitar. And so he said he left him a few dollars, but he turned to the bartender and says, you know, I think this guy's going to go someplace one day. <laughs> and he said he did. He went to Tiger Stadium. Okay, Melanie, your last question. Yes. You're from Kentucky. I uh, am. But that's not the question, though. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. The... Um, you know, you've been talking expertly about favorite attractions to visit Louisiana. What's your favorite thing in Kentucky? Oh, that is, that's tough. There's a lot to see and do in Kentucky, but there is a very special place in my heart for the Kentucky Horse Park and um, maybe second only to Churchill Downs. They're in two different cities, but the Kentucky Horse Park is just beautiful and you can go there and meet some of the um, famous racehorses that are stabled there. So it's a lot of fun. There's so much history that you can learn about in the museum aspect. And then the grounds are just the most beautiful grounds I think I've ever seen. Well, what Kentucky has that Louisiana does not is mountains and, and hills. What Louisiana has that Kentucky doesn't is a it's a golf coast and marshes and swamps. So I guess there's something to behold in each of the places. Melanie, thank you very much. You were very good. It's a very interesting um, selection. And I think you were very good at explaining it to people. Thank uh, you. Thanks for having me, Errol. Well, we also want to mention the same edition of uh, Louisiana Life has a story about haunted houses, uh, which, which is interesting too. So, okay, th thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Louisiana Insider. Subscribe, like, and rate our show where you listen to your podcasts and follow us on social media at Louisiana Life Mag. Executive producer for Louisiana Insider is Kelly Massico in cooperation with Louisiana Life Magazine. For subscription information to Louisiana Life, call 504-828-1380. Our theme music was provided by Rich Collins. Hey, that's me. Join us again next week for more discoveries inside Louisiana.